the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a privilege, my privilege. Today is Friday, November the 6th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on November 6th, 1860, former Illinois Congressman Abraham Lincoln of the Republican Party, he was elected president of the United States. He defeated John Breckinridge, John Bell, and Stephen Douglas. Today in 1854, America's March King, John Philip Sousa, was born in Washington, D.C. If you've been to football games, high school, college, the band comes out at halftime and they play these marches. Most of them, not all, but almost all of them, were written by John Philip Sousa. Today in 1861, James Naismith, the inventor of the sport of basketball, he was born in Ontario, Canada, Basketball caught on. They started playing with a couple of peach baskets just to fill in some time while the guys that were working in the fields were resting. And it kind of caught on, and they got competitive, and basketball was born. Today, in 1956, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, he won re-election, defeated Democrat Adelaide Stevenson. Today, in 1984, President Ronald Reagan won re-election by a landslide over former Vice President Walter Mondale. He was the Democrat. Today in 1990, about one-fifth of Universal Studios' backlog, backlot in Southern California was destroyed. The fire was caused by arson. It was a great loss for the entertainment, and just historically, uh, the studios was just not really very far from our church in North Hollywood. It was just up Lancashire. And... Um, it was, I know there were a lot of uh, historic films, even the, the ones before there was sound, just black and white and, you know, the organ playing on some of those old movies, made long before you and I were born. Um, anyway, they, uh, a lot of those were lost, but it was a tragic fire in that respect as far as historically speaking of the film industry, and it was arson. Today in 2012, President Barack Obama was elected to a second term of office. He defeated Republican challenger Mitt Romney. Today in 2016, FBI Director James Comey, who loves the limelight, loves the camera, he abruptly announced that Democrat Hillary Clinton should not face criminal charges. Where did he get his power to make such pronouncements? He didn't have that power. But anyway, he announced to the press that Hillary Clinton should not face criminal charges related to newly discovered emails from her tenure at the State Department. Those folks never do really suffer any consequences. That's starting to bother a lot of people, not just me. Former Vice President Joe Biden will address the nation as its new leader, he says, even if Trump continues to fight in court. He said yesterday, he said as soon as the press declares him the mathematical winner, he said he plans to lay claim, I'm quoting him, lay claim to being in charge of the country even before he's inaugurated. Adversarial, 
regimes overnight, Iran, Russia, China, all appear to be betting on Biden emerging victoriously from this uh, heated presidential race. We'll see what God says, ultimately. But you should know that his presidency is becoming more of a reality than not as we speak this morning. General Malley, Dylan, the Biden campaign manager, told reporters, she said, we're not really concerned about what Donald Trump says. We're going to use our data, our understanding of where this is headed, and make sure that the vice president is addressing the American people. Apparently, Biden plans to assume the role of the president before he is president if the press declares that he has won the election. Well, about 30 minutes ago, that happened. The decision desk, headquarter decision desk, has given... Excuse me. Sometimes all of the machines don't get turned off in our studio here. We're live at 9 o'clock in the morning. As you know, some of you are hearing us a little bit later than that. But um, about 30 minutes ago, the the press made a decision, decision desk headquarters. They have given Pennsylvania to Biden, declaring him the winner of the presidency with 273 electoral votes. That's happening almost as we speak, just about 30 minutes ago. That, of course, is being challenged in court. Trump is saying it's not over. The Trump campaign's general counsel, Matt Morgan, has issued a statement, and I'm going to share it with you. The statement from the Trump campaign, the general counsel, Matt Morgan, the lawyer, here's what he says, and I'm quoting him. This election is not over. The false projection of Joe Biden as the winner is based on results in four states that are far from final. Georgia is headed for a recount where we are confident we will find ballots improperly harvested and where President Trump will ultimately prevail. There were many irregularities in Pennsylvania, including having election officials prevent our volunteer legal observers from having meaningful access to vote counting locations. We prevailed in court on our challenge, but were deprived of valuable time and denied the transparency we are entitled to under state law. In Nevada... There appear to be thousands of individuals who improperly cast mail uh, ballots, mail-in ballots. Finally, the president is on course to win Arizona outright, despite the irresponsible and erroneous calling of the state for Biden by Fox News and the Associated Press. Biden is relying on these states for his phony claim on the White House. But once the election is final, <clears throat> excuse me, President Trump, will be reelected. As I said, that's happening as we speak, and I will note again, I don't want to be repetitious, but I'm saying this at just a few minutes after 9 a.m. Friday morning on the West Coast time. So this is what's happening in our world as we speak today. Sarah Mucha, who is with the uh, Biden campaign, put this out on social media. She said the Biden campaign is responding to reports that Trump has no plans to concede. She says, quote, as we said on July 19th, 
the American people will decide this election, and the United States government is perfectly capable of escorting trespassers out of the White House. So that's what we're looking at as we speak. Evangelicals on the religious left, or so-called evangelicals, have been talking recently, the last few days particularly, but over the last few months, really, that we need to focus on reconciliation and making peace with the secular progressive left. We need to be peacemakers, and they quote a number of, of scriptures. This includes best-selling author Max Licato. I want you to know, listening to this program, I profoundly disagree with them, not that I don't believe in peace, and I don't. it's not that I don't believe in reconciliation. Both are godly virtues, and we are called to those things in the Bible. But put in context, what they're talking about is a compromise to the world. It doesn't matter if they call themselves religious or not. They're talking about a compromise to the world and to the dishonesty that is driving our particular, this particular election in America today. They are saying there is no voter fraud. I saw one person, or I was told about one person who used to work on my staff some years ago. I've known him for years. He has a lot of influence well-known. He's written some books and stuff. Some of you would know his name if I mentioned it. But he's out there on social media today. If he still worked for me, I'd fire him. But he's out there today on social media telling Christians that they need to get over it and get on with their life. There is no fraud in this election. This is how, <laughs> this is how deception works. Interestingly enough, Bill Federer he wrote last night, he published an article, I don't think he wrote it last night, but he published it last night. It's probably more timely this morning than it even was last night. In it, he said, I quote just a few lines of what he said. He said, one may ask, would a political party actually participate in voter fraud? In response, he says, I'm quoting Federer, it must be asked, if members of a political party can mentally justify killing innocent unborn babies and even included in their party platform, is there any act that they could not justify? What is voter fraud compared to that? Well, he's absolutely right. You have to look at everything in context. The world is a place of deception. That's why, that's why God tells us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the renewal of our mind includes being able to look at things and to to discern what's going on in our world, in our culture, through a biblical a context of biblical truth. Saul Alinsky, he wrote, In war, the end justifies almost any means. And these people, many of them, I don't think Joe Biden even knows who Saul Alinsky is, probably, but boy, the people that follow him do, and the people that work for him do. Saul Alinsky has had a tremendous influence. Hillary Clinton, in fact, almost went to work for him at one time. Barack Obama taught his principles. There's a term called consequentialism. And that has to do with if you have... They use the term to describe what happens when you are convinced or someone has convinced themselves that the consequence of their actions is good, then their hardened consciousness, the Bible calls it a seared conscience, can justify any act in order to achieve it no matter how immoral, a tactic developed during the Cold War 
KGB in orchestrating like a coup d'etat or something to take over to bring down. They would release false polling data prior to a rigged election so that citizens would be less inclined to challenge the fraudulent results. In other words, if you feel like you're in the minority, you don't speak up as loudly as if you know that you're in the majority. That's how that works. Karl Marx said, quote, accuse others of what you do. Attack the victim. Blame shifting. He talked about that a lot in his writings. It's a useful tool, and that's what we're seeing come down here in America right now. For them that are using this tactic called psychological projection, that's where the guilty party shifts the blame by accusing the innocent party, thus discrediting those exposing the fraud. Here's how that has happened. Over the last three years, Trump has, and I'm not defending Trump now, although I support him strongly, and you know that. But what I'm saying is that over the last three years, they've accused Trump of Russian collusion, collusion in the Ukraine, trying to uh, hurt Biden by by getting an investigation going in Ukraine. And all of it, if you look at the list of things that they have brought against Trump, President Trump, it is the very thing now that is being exposed off the laptop that was left behind. And now there's another laptop and several phones that have shown up now. And others are stepping forward and saying, oh, yeah, the Bidens were deeply involved. They were raking in millions of dollars. I was involved in the one guy, Bobolinsky. He was CEO of the company that was supposed to get all those funds. Then they all of a sudden diverted them somewhere else. I mean, the corruption runs so deep, you can't see the bottom of it. I'm not kidding you. Will it come out? I don't know. But the evidence is there. And all of this is is boiling below the surface while these people come on every night on your local news. And that happened last night. I saw it. And they say, President Trump is is objecting to the video or he's taking a position against, he's opposing the election, but there is no evidence, I repeat, no evidence of wrongdoing in this election. Joseph Goebbels was the mastermind of the mass manipulation for Hitler's Nazis. He was the guy that did the dirty work. He was deep in the deep state of Nazism in Germany. He said, quote, it is the absolute right of the state to supervise the formation of public opinion. Think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. Today, the left is playing on that keyboard, and millions of people have been and are being misled. Goebbels was also the first person to say this. Others have quoted him. But he said, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Lenin said something like that earlier. It thus becomes vitally, he said, important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent. For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Now, that's just a little peek at what drives many of these people. Does this drive Joe Biden? Is he a Marxist? I don't know. I don't know if he knows what he is. All I do know is that they have now declared the press or are are in the process of doing so. You will hear this throughout the day in the process of declaring that he is the next president of the United States. 
and his staff is saying on publicly that if he does not leave the office, the military will remove him as a trespasser. That's where we are in this country today. Biden advisors learned the lesson in 2000, they say, when Al Gore hung back while George W. Bush declared victory in that contested contest election, putting the Democrat on the defensive while Bush, they said, acted like a winner from the get-go, and he wasn't. So if Biden is declared the winner by the press, they said yesterday, he'll begin forming his government and looking presidential. We won't yield to doubts that Trump might try to sow. So here we go. His people said yesterday, to show momentum, Biden will begin uh, transition announcements quickly, starting with senior staff appointments. Core aides, they won't have to worry about losing their job now. They'll be immediately be able to go to work for the American people, uh, of course. Biden's handlers are promising he will have a healing tone. I'm quoting them. His people are saying that Joe Biden is going to have a healing tone as he takes over leadership. He'll embrace science. He'll promote Dr. Fauci and the American public because Trump has threatened to fire him after the election. This is from Biden yesterday. And we will move in an unprecedented speed in accomplishing all this. And they repeat, we're not really concerned what Donald Trump says. But half the country is concerned about what Donald Trump says. He got about 70 million votes, perhaps that or more now. I'm, I don't know the number at this moment, but it's near that number, if not. He's already received, and maybe there is, maybe there is some real fraud going on in this election. I personally believe it because I've seen enough on video, just on video, from people that have, for me, have come to be trusted. Veritas, Veritas, the guy that has exposed Planned Parenthood, they've had no consequences, but he's exposed them to the American people, selling baby body parts, remember all that? Yeah, they sued him. (laughs) They said he's the bad guy for telling on us. What's happening, he came up with a video just yesterday. He was sitting with a guy in a in a, a boat counting, I think it was in Pennsylvania. It was either in Pennsylvania or in Georgia. It was one of the two. They had a hidden camera. The guy didn't know they was there. And he said, he's saying to this guy, this worker in a, in a counting area, he said, hey, man, he said, I need to get some extra ballots. Can I, can I get some? And this guy goes, yeah, yeah, man. He said, yeah, brother. He said, I can get you some. How many do you need? And this guy, he did. He the the guy there working there, he has no clue who he's talking to. All on camera, the guy comes back and he said, "Here, here's here's some." He's got this big handful. It could have been a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred ballots. That's one incident. It's on video, but there's no fraud. Don't believe that for a moment. Will it be exposed? I don't know how this will come out, turn out. I mean, I really don't don't know how it's going to turn out. I know how I want it to turn out. But I know the foreign leaders, particularly in China, Russia, and Iran, are speaking. The Free Beacon wrote an article last night. They said adversarial regimes like Iran, Russia, China appear to be betting on former Vice President Joe Biden to emerge victorious. The Beacon reported that Iran has welcomed Biden's comments to re-enter the nuclear deal. Biden has promised to get back into that deal with them. Here's what they're saying about it. Last night, they are saying, Iran says, 
that he will be forced then to provide Iran with cash windfalls to achieve this goal. Well, he already knows how to do that because the Biden, Biden, uh, the Obama-Biden administration flew millions of dollars in cash into Iran. We saw video. They unloaded the pallets like they do at a warehouse of paper towels or something. They were dollar bills. And you know what? They weren't Barack Obama or Joe Biden's dollar bills. They were your dollar bills and mine, taxpayers. The beacon says Trump has moved to restrict Iran's access to this type of weaponry. Speaking of nuclear, a Biden presidency could see restrictions on these missiles that they have now lifted, as Obama-Biden administration did when it negotiated the nuclear deal with Iran in the first place, the deal that included billions of dollars of cash being flown in from the Iranian government in the middle of the night. Most of us remember the daunting pictures of pallets loaded with American taxpayers' cash, unloaded with a forklift onto the tarmac, where Iranians across town chanted, Death to America. Victor Davis Hanson said some things yesterday. He is an outstanding man, brilliant mind. I have never met him, but I really like that guy. I love him as a brother. And he's brilliant. He's a former professor, now a fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. He really laid it out yesterday about all this stuff. He said, he said the press, the pollsters, big tech, they've carried Biden to the finish line. But he said not quite across it yet, and that was, of course, yesterday. He says in conclusion of this article, it's a brilliant article, but in conclusion he says this, if Biden wins... We should assume that in late January of 2021, these same forces will regroup to frame a new post-election narrative. He says, expect our big brothers to instruct Americans that the COVID-19 pandemic is mutating into little more than a bad flu. He also says sarcastically, the Biden vaccine and miraculous Biden economic recovery will have ended the need for Trump lockdowns, the rioting, the looting, the arson will have miraculously disappeared because the disuniter and the inciter, Donald Trump, is gone. But I think our greatest concern should be, what is God saying to this, to us through all this? Biblical Christians should keep praying and putting our trust in God. Don't let your faith waver, regardless of what's about to happen or is happening as we speak this morning. I'm fully aware that a number of Christian leaders and pastors have given prophetic words saying that God has given them those words. I'm aware of that and some of them I know that have said that. They're nationally known. That Trump would indeed be reelected. Personally, I'm praying for all that, for the reasons we know. I'm praying that the lies and the deceit and the corruption will be exposed and that Trump will be reelected through this attempt, this last minute attempt of his legally. Because he has championed the most important biblical beliefs and principles held by biblical Christians, I don't know how the le- I don't know how the left can conclude the way they have. I don't know how they've gotten to where they are, where they're out there encouraging people to take a position against Trump in favor of Biden, who represents everything that God has said is sin and abhorrent from from homosexuality and so-called gay marriage to abortion on demand? How do you get to that point? I don't know. 
I really don't know. I've spent my adult life in the ministry as a pastor, as a missionary, building and starting churches all over the world. I've been in the media a good part of my life, television, for 12 years daily. I've talked to everybody, almost that's written a book during that period of time, a Christian book. I don't know how they get to that point. I don't know what's the matter with Max Licato. He's been on my TV show. He's written a bunch of bestsellers. How does he get to that point? How do others get to that point? I understand why Mitt Romney is who the way he is. I get that. But I don't get how these evangelicals get to where they are in advocating for something that Jesus Christ died for on a cross and was mocked and ridiculed before and as he died and then resurrected for those sins and all of our sins. It isn't just those, but it includes those. How can you then condone those with the sacred vote that God has given to us here in America? The most prosperous, free, the most beautiful, most beloved nation in the history of the world. I don't know how we get to that point. I really don't. But they are. And that's what's coming down in our country as we speak. I'll leave you with this. It's a verse from Revelation, the last book in the Bible. Chapter 1, verse 17. King James Version. It may be slightly different if you have a different version, but in the King James Version, verse 17 says, And when I saw him, that's John, of course, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Jesus said, don't be afraid. He kept saying that all the time. His disciples were the closest people on earth to Jesus. They were with him spiritually to the best of their understanding. They were certainly with him physically. And how many times in the Bible did he have to tell them, don't be afraid or fear not? He was constantly telling them that because fear doesn't glorify God. Jesus was always saying, fear not. His disciples seemed like they were frightened half the time. They didn't understand what was going on. The Gospels record that every time they were in trouble, they expressed themselves in manifestations of fear, anxiety, worry, and panic. But the Lord always came along. He didn't condemn them. He came along at the right moment and said, fear not. That's the message for today. That's what the Lord has given me for you today. Fear not. One of the best ways that we can combat two of the enemy's weapons of fear and anxiety is simply to trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths and he will give you peace that passes all understanding. That's where we are in America today. Fear will continue to show up, but each time it does, when you acknowledge and truly believe that God is in control, fear and anxiety will no longer paralyze you. So many of you have mentioned how emotionally, how paralyzed, how fearful you are. God does not condemn you, but he encourages you. He is the beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega. Nothing is going to happen outside of the control of God. Whatever happens, God allows for his purposes. I think in all that we pray, however we pray, we must include, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. Without it, we cannot, we would not be on the air. And that's the truth. Our address, we need your support. 
Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Have a good weekend. Trust the Lord. I'll see you right here on Monday.